Welcome to the podcast of Scott Street MB Church. We hope you find this message inspiring and encouraging in your walk as a disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now in all of our lives, there's, there will come a time when we will face a crisis in our beliefs. When our faith is put to the test, needs to become active and in the real world around us. We will all come to that place where what we say and what actually happens needs to come together. And this is just the setting that we see in Exodus after the miracles of the plagues had been visited upon Egypt. And Pharaoh had reluctantly agreed to let Israel go. Uh, the journey to their freedom begins, but it was not without its drama and its challenges. Now, as they're coming out of Egypt, there was obviously different paths that God could have chosen to lead them out. Some of them would have been more direct, but there was a problem with some of the more direct ways at that time. They were not able to, to face this formidable army to maintain their commitment to him because they were still developing their identity as the people of God. And they still had a long way to go. And for that matter, so do we. Because we are still uh, developing our identity as people of God. See, God will lead us in a pathway that will be just right for us. If we will only but listen to him. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 really is probably one of the most quoted scripture verses other than John 3.16. And it tells us, if you trust in the Lord with all your heart and you don't lean on your own understandings, that if in all your ways you acknowledge him, he will direct your path. Psalm 23 tells us, he leads me beside the still waters. So we, we need to come to the place where we understand that the things that happen to us in life are part of God's pathway for us to go, and he is leading us in that direction for a reason. And part of the reason why God took Israel the way that they went was a reason that they were not strong enough to meet the opposition that would be their way. Scripture says that God will not allow us to be tempted above which we are able, but will with the temptation also provide a way of escape that we will be able to endure. We'll be able to put up with it. And God will allow things to come into your life and mine, not to destroy you, but to strengthen you. To strengthen your faith, to strengthen your daily commitment to him. As we develop this identity that we have come to receive as the people of God. Now, that having been said, there are some things that we will learn only by going through them. And lessons that must be taught the hard way. You see, the difficult things that I have gone through in my life, and you can attest to this as well, they are the things that have shaped our character. They are the lessons that, that develop a strength in our lives that we, we never even knew that was there. We never know the lengths of our endurance until we put it to the test. Now, some of you, I'm sure, have in, in different times of life, entered a long-distance race. Life thought about it. Never actually did it. 
But there was a time when I used to run several miles. Obviously, that's not now. Every once in a while, I get the urge to get back in shape, and I sit down until the urge goes away. So. But there are lessons that have shaped me and things that have taken my character and twisted it around so that it is back straight the way that God would have it to be. We were talking in Sunday school how we were born in sin, shaped in iniquity, that rebellion is bound up in our hearts as we are born and and that's why we need to be grafted onto the, the holy rootstock of Jesus Christ. We need to be transformed. We need to be saved. We need to be changed. But this learning things God's way, it's a learned process. And if things are too easy, we can become like the seed planted in shallow ground. There's no roots and we're very easily discouraged and blown away as a result. And God will allow us to be stretched beyond what we think is our comfort zone. I know many of you have felt that over this last year. And we've been stretched. Say, well, I I, I can't do that. We can't do that. There's no way that we can do that. Exodus 13, 17 alludes to this when it says, lest perhaps the people change their minds when... They see war. But just because you've never done it doesn't mean you can't. Fear can cripple you, but faith grows through experiencing God's presence and his power. And and something that is almost hidden in the scripture as you read through from Exodus 13, 17 to chapter 15, verse 21. There's just a little phrase that says in in verse 18 that they were to go in orderly ranks. Almost missed that point. Well, why did they need to go in orderly ranks? To make sure that no one got lost or left behind. That's the reason I think that they had to go in orderly ranks. So that no one got left behind. Everyone knew who was in their group, in their company. And no one got lost. Well, to guide them, God provided a visible sign of his presence. It was a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And God has also given us a sign that he is leading us. What is that? It's his Holy Spirit within us. And his word, which the Bible says is a lamp to our feet and a light to our pathway. And even though we don't see him visibly, he is still there. And we've been talking about that over the last few weeks. That God is at work even when we don't see him. That he is there. And he is there to be a light to our pathway so we can see where we are going. And Israel would need his presence because they would face some opposition. Now, in their case, it was the army of Pharaoh. As we go through the scriptures, we see that he brought 600 choice chariots. He brought his people and all the other chariots in Egypt were coming to face this army. He was definitely stronger than the Israelites because they were trained for war and Israel was trained to be a slave. That's what their training amounted to to this point. They've been 400 years in Egypt and in that time they had developed the mentality of servants and slavery. The passage that that Paul read earlier made reference to that. We were happy to serve. We were happy to be slaves. 
said, why did you bring us out here? We see at that moment they faced a crisis. They, they faced that crisis of belief. They had a choice to make. It was either fear or faith. Which one will win? And even today, this is a constant battle with us. And if we're honest with ourselves, we'll say that sometimes our faith is stronger than it is at other times. There's times we find it easier to believe than we do at some other times as well. We would be mistaken if we said we don't face that crisis, because we do. We would question, God, are you there? God, are you really with us? God, do you really have a plan? God, where are you? See, Israel feared because their faith in God was not yet strong. They were just beginning their journey. And as a result, fear set in. They had this sense of doom about them. Chapter 14, verse 12, we read these words. Is this not the word we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Paul read that for us earlier. You see, they only saw the opposition at that time. And when we look at circumstances, fear is the natural result. We see this illustrated in Scripture in a number of places. We see it illustrated when Peter was told to walk in the water as he kept his eyes fixed on Jesus. He was fine. But when he started to look at the waves and the winds, he started to sink. Well, Moses is about to take them to school. He's about to teach them a lesson that they should remember forever. In verses 13 and 14, it says, And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Now, out of this, there's four points, four four things that I want to leave with you this morning. Four statements that we must heed. It says, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he'll accomplish for you today. The Lord will fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. Those four things we're going to look at briefly this morning. Number one, do not be afraid. Now, when Moses said it, this was not a suggestion. This was a command. He was telling them, he was ordering them to not be afraid. It was not a suggestion. Therefore, we can understand that fear becomes a choice that we are able to make. We are able to choose to be afraid or not to be afraid. Because he told them directly, don't be afraid. We tell our kids when they do something, don't do that again. Why do we tell them? Because they know that we know that they can do that. They know that they can do that. We tell them, play nice. Why? Because we know they know how to do it. And Moses is telling Israel, don't be afraid. We've said it, I don't know how many times. That 365 times in the scripture, we're told not to be afraid, don't worry, don't fear. 365 times, some derivative of that phrase. Fear comes 
We allow our minds to dwell on the thought of defeat or discouragement. But faith comes when we allow our minds to think on the power and the blessing of the Lord. Paul, when he was schooling the Philippians, said this in chapter 4. He says, be anxious or be careful or be worried for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It goes on to talk about what we need to think about. The things that we let our minds roll over and over and over with. Because what you think about is going to determine what comes out of your life. Proverbs says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So the first thing Moses says to the, to the, to the Israelites at this time is, come on guys, don't, don't be afraid. Don't fear. Don't fear. Are you facing fear? Have you brought your concerns to God in prayer? Have you left them with him? The second thing, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. We have somehow got it in our minds that we always have to be busy. <laughs> we always have to be doing something. We can't sit still. Children especially, have, a hard, have you ever noticed they have a hard time sitting still? Someone once said that the secret to effective children's ministry is Velcro chairs. They stick to them, yeah. You know, sometimes the best thing we can do is nothing. Stay where you are. For some reason, we feel we always have to be figuring out things on our own, while more often we need to allow God to do his work and just trust him and be assured God is working, whether we recognize it or not. Now, there are many stories that we've heard over the years of campers who, who got lost, and instead of staying with their campsite, they wandered off and got themselves deeper into the woods and more lost, and when the search parties came to find them, they had a hard time because... They had gotten themselves more lost than they were. They, they would have been better off if they'd stayed where they were. But having said that, we also need to realize that when God does tell us to, to do something, you know, we need to do it. Okay? When he does tell us, we need to do what he tells us to do. Now, I love the story in 2 Kings chapter 6 where Syria was attacking Israel, and Elisha's servant was getting fearful and worried. And here's what it says in verses 15 to 17. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And a servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Oh, I love that. Because in those moments when we feel that we are all abandoned, 
Those are the times when God would say, come on, son, come on, daughter, open your eyes. You're not alone. Just take a look and see what's all around you right now. I've not abandoned you. I have protected you. Just take a look and see what's really there. So our prayer should be, Lord, open our eyes so we can see that you are there and what you're doing. So the first command was, don't be afraid. The second command was, stand still and see what the Lord's going to do for you. Third thing that Moses said to Israel was, the Lord will fight for you. See, this was a battle that Israel could not win. It was a battle that they didn't even have to fight. Pharaoh's army was on one side, the Red Sea was on the other. This was an impossible situation for them. This morning there's at least one person, maybe a number of people here, that need to hear this. You're trying to fight battles that are not yours to fight. You're trying to wage war against something that's not yours to wage war against. You're not equipped for it. God is equipped for it. We are not. And there are battles that you have been trying to fight and you've been losing because they're not yours to fight. We need to allow the Lord to fight for us. They didn't have the ability. They did not have the will. And even though they were freed from slavery in their hearts, they were still slaves. And Moses just says, you do not have to fight this battle. And I want to emphasize this point for you this morning. You've been fearing, you've been frustrated, you've been worried, you've been upset, you don't know how you're going to do it. And it's not your battle to fight. The Bible says that we are to cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. God never meant for us to carry some of the load that we are carrying with us. It's dragging you down. It's making every day a struggle. It's making the everyday decisions that you need to make seem like momentous ones. Huge. When God still wants to show himself good on behalf of his people. And there's many battles that God is unable to fight for us because we won't get out of the way. We insist in doing it ourselves. That's why a few times in Scripture it just says, guys, just stand, you just stand still. Don't move. Just stand still. Just watch and see what the Lord is going to do. We need to realize that God will fight the battles for us that we cannot win on our own. You see, we could never win the war over sin. Couldn't do that. We needed a champion to fight for our freedom. And Jesus himself won the battle for our souls on the cross. The scripture says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. 
So what battles? We need to choose our battles. I remember a number of years ago, an individual came up to me and there was a bit of a concern that they had. I just looked at them and they looked at me and says, you're not going to fight me on this, are you? I says, no. You know why? So I didn't really care one way or the other. I need, there, there are other battles that I will take up and fight that God gives to me. But then there's other battles we do not need to fight. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Maybe this morning some of you have been fighting a battle that's, that you know you can't win on your own. You know what you need to do? You need to give that over to God this morning before you leave this place. You, just, you need to just tell him, say, God, I've, I've been fighting this battle and I've never been making headway on this. And I've been trying, it's been frustrating me. He says, God, maybe I shouldn't have been fighting it in the first place. He says, God, I give it to you. So what happens if I take it back and then give it to him again? And again. And again. Fourth thing, you shall hold your peace. See, the peace that God gives us is ours to hold on to. And we can enter each day knowing that God is already there waiting for us and his Holy Spirit will be our guide. We don't recognize peace as something that we can grab a hold of and hold it. Often we just say, hold your peace means just be quiet. But I'd like to give us another meaning for that. When we hold our peace, it's something that we hold on to. Something that we value and something that we grab and don't let go. Much like Jacob when he wrestled with the angels, says, I will not let you go until you bless me. And we, we look for the peace of God that passes all over us. We grab a hold of that and we don't let go. We hold it. We hold it close. Moses had to tell the people to hold their peace because they were ready to let it go. They're ready to let fear rule their, their lives. Are we? We have opportunities and adventures in front of us as a church that are new and exciting in the plan of God. In Lamentations chapter 3, it says, Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. We have been proclaiming from this pulpit for the last year that God has got a plan for Scott Street Church. And the best days are still ahead of us. We are able to step into the presence and blessing of God that he has for us now. Israel had a huge problem. At least it was huge to them. Pharaoh's army behind them, the Red Sea in front of them. God's response, I will make a way where one does not exist. Now this has got to be one of the most famous stories of the Bible. And uh, many of us, when we picture it, 
we picture Charlton Heston. In the great movie of, called The Bible. Boy, I tell you. He starred in so many Bible movies that some people actually thought he might have been God's chosen guy. What a, what a man. Now, our young people have no idea what we're talking about. Us older guys, we, we know it. We know it. God's response, I will make a way. Moses, hold up your rod and stretch it over the sea. In other words, face your problems head on. Look at your problem. Look it right in the eye. You don't run from it. You look your problem right in the eye. Don't run. Look it. And, and the angel of the Lord moved be, behind Israel in the cloud between them and Pharaoh's army. See, God's, when we're facing our problems, who's got our back? God does. God's got our back. And the cloud, the presence of God moved between Israel and, and, and the Pharaoh and his army of Egypt. And Pharaoh, as the scripture says, they were all in darkness. They couldn't see. But for Israel, they saw the light. And the light was shining on them. And they could see. Then God caused a strong east wind to blow, to blow all night. And the sea divided. So all Israel could pass through on dry ground. What an amazing thing. What an amazing thing. You see, God is God not only of nature, but super nature. That's why we call it the supernatural. God is able to make things happen. Now, I've heard a story years ago of a skeptic that was telling a young boy who was so excited about this great miracle of God he was saying that there wasn't really no miracle involved here because the water at that time was really only just a few inches deep. And uh, so there was no real miracle of God. Well, this young boy, he thought about it. And then he just got so excited. And he started jumping up and down. He says, what are you doing? He says, my, that, that's an even bigger miracle than I ever thought it was, that God could cause all of Pharaoh's army to drown in just a few inches of water. Well, the rest of this portion of Exodus contains a song that both Moses and his sister Miriam sang as they recounted God's goodness to them. So this morning, as our worship team is coming back, what is the song that God is creating in your heart today? As you will look back at God's goodness, as you realize that you don't need to be afraid because God's working in your life, and you can trust him. So I want to encourage you this morning. God will fight for you. You submit yourself to him, let him direct your paths. And he's the same God today as he's always been. Do you believe that? Receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. For any questions about the message or to contact any of our pastors, 
please visit scottstreetchurch.ca.